Hello everybody, I'm Ray Bagnolo, and I'm sorry that we didn't get a chance to gather today, but the weather won out, and a wise decision it was not to mess with nature this morning. So today is the um, first Sunday after Epiphany, and next week we will also be observing Martin Luther King Day. So we'll be moving on from Epiphany, and before we did, I thought I would just record the comments that I had for today, and I'll start with the reading from the Gospel, just to put this into perspective. Now today, we were reading from Matthew, and we were reading Matthew chapter 3, and verses three, uh, 13 through 17. And this is, this is what Matthew says. Then, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is the one, my son, with whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved. And the gospel of this morning ends there. On this day of fresh new snowfall and building relationships, new relationships, we're reminded of the relationships that are discussed and brought forward in these Gospels, especially this morning that John talks about. And in the process of looking at those relationships, we can't help but remember the ones that especially need our prayer and our attention on these days, again, in the terrible situation that occurred in Fort Lauderdale with gun violence. So let this gospel this morning that affirms the relationship between John and Jesus and God and all those who have gone before, let, let that affirmation be part of what we remember that we still have great influence as part of this process of God's presence in the world and, and the relationships we have with one another to make a difference and a change in lives in so many different ways, including gun violence and the environment and immigration and people who need to be fed and clothed and taken care of. And So let this gospel be an affirmation of that and a lifting up of that for all of us. Um, Matthew does take us through his gospel very quickly. Before we know it, we've gone through... 42 generations in the genealogy from Abraham to Jesus. Ancestry.com. Got nothing on Matthew. We've learned about Joseph and the angel appearing to him and telling him that Mary was with child and not to be afraid and to take her as his wife. And then the wise people show up and they bring gifts or admire the child or whatever it was that was going on. We're never really quite sure, but something was happening. And then when Joseph and the Holy Family prepared to return to Judea, the angel appeared to them and said, No, 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 too dangerous. Herod is there. Go instead to Egypt. So the Holy Family became refugees and went to Egypt. 
And when Herod had died, some four years later, Matthew tells us, Joseph was ready to go back to Judea then. And the angel appeared to him in a dream and says, not yet, because Herod's son is there. It's not safe. Instead, go to the district of Galilee. And Matthew says, in his style of fulfillment, and so the prophecy was fulfilled that the one who would come would be a Nazarene, for Nazareth is in the district of Galilee. And then we're at the baptism. We're at John the Baptist doing his baptism in the northeast section of the Jordan River, preaching that the end is near and come and confess your sins and oh my gosh you better get here because if you don't you're going to be left behind and then and the text says then Jesus came from Galilee from 70 miles away Jesus shows up there to John and John is clearly as surprised as anyone else because John says oh my gosh I shouldn't be baptizing you you should be baptizing me and Jesus says no no this is the way it needs to be done and so John said yes, and Jesus said yes to coming from Galilee, and God said yes to Abraham and Abraham to God, and, and these series of people and relationships and transitions and the process of fulfillment of God's work in this world continues in probably the most cosmic of all events next to Jesus' birth when Jesus is immersed in water and baptized by John, and John tells us he came up out of the water and a dove alighted upon him, and the words, This is my beloved with whom I am well pleased, were heard. What was going on? It had to be amazing. And for Matthew, that connection, that fulfillment, this was the one. The dove appeared and even said this was the one. Matthew needed that in his gospel. And he needed it in short verses so that it could easily be repeated which is probably one of the reasons why Matthew's gospel is told so often, so that the faith could be carried forward by these series of events and stories that witness to the power and the glory and the magnificent of Jesus the Christ and his relationship with us and God's relationship with us all. And then the gospel's done. The next thing we know, we're in the temptations of Christ. So Matthew's work here was done. We're through three chapters and now we're ready. Jesus went from being five years old to 30 years old. 25 years had passed. Matthew's not concerned with that. That time means nothing to him. What means something to him is that this is, this is the one. So what does that mean to us? Okay, we can talk about this. The, the lesson certainly is important to remember our relationship as part of saying yes to God. It's important in remembering that this is part of the continuing on unfolding of God's work in this world, that the eschatology that was practiced or preached then, the eschaton, the end that was being awaited, hasn't occurred yet. And they thought it was coming soon. So when Jesus said, only God knows the time and the place, well, we have that in common with all of those folks who were there, all of those folks who were waiting. And this, this 2,000 years that has passed since then, it's not even a blink of God's eyelash if there is such a thing. So we have this very positive, affirming, wonderful story about Matthew and by Matthew of Jesus and John. 
But what does it mean to us? What does it say today by reading this that maybe we wouldn't have thought about had we not read it? That's what got my attention when I first looked at the reading for today. And that first phrase was, Then Jesus came from Galilee. We all come from someplace, don't we? And when we come from those places, all that has happened before, it's preparation. Some friends of mine in in 12-step programs say, you know, we will not regret the past, nor will we wish to shut the door on it. We will come to see how our experience and strength can benefit others. And, and this seems to be what goes on, at least in terms of the way Matthew presents it. He doesn't really care about the 25 years of Jesus' youth. He, do, he doesn't really care about all of the details, as I said. You do all of that, and then this happens. You do whatever you have to do, and then this happens. Everything we do leads us to what it is we're to do next, and then we are there. That's one thing that comes to mind from this, this, this idea that right now we are in that then. We are exactly where we are supposed to be with the situation that we're supposed to be in. And now the way that we address it hopefully is a reflection of the yes that we have said to God's love for us and the way we share that love with one another. So that's a really good message, at least for me to remember. And you know, sometimes that, that's, that just starts out very easily with holding the door for somebody behind me. I always say that. If I hold the door for somebody behind me and I smile, I'm saying yes to continuing this work that I've been given to do. It's the small things, so often the small things. So that's one thing. But I can't really go forward without thinking a bit about this voice that came out of the wilderness, out of the skies, this dove that landed on the shoulder. Maybe God was floating up there. Well, God's imminence tells us that God is everywhere, so maybe it was more of God just sort of taking whatever it is that was part of God or expressed to God in a particular way and formed into a dove? I don't know. But you know, I do know, I do know what it's like to be in a place and suddenly become aware of God's presence. I do know what it's like to suddenly feel as though the sense of serenity and peace is indicative of this form that I have becoming porous in a way to God all around. And, you know, sometimes I get that when I, I love to drive through the high desert and the mountains and the forests. I love to drive. And I will come around a turn sometimes. And what I see is more than breathtaking. It it changes my spirit. It's a spiritual experience. And I know it's God. My many years of teaching um, 
and even before, which probably led me to teaching. When I think everything is just forget about it, <laughs> and I look into the eyes of a young child, I see God. When I hear God's voice, I hear it through others. When I, so all of these, it, it doesn't surprise me. Actually, my experience is that I have felt the presence of God in my life, in my own way, as profoundly for me as a voice out of heaven. So it's very possible and real to me that those who were gathered that day were so touched, so changed, so transformed by what took place that they heard this voice or... It was Matthew's way of describing all of that in just a few words because I still haven't figured out to say it. I've been talking about it now for more than three or four. It's part of the then. It's part of recognizing that we, we're doing what we're doing and then we're called to do something. And that then, that knowing that we have a step to take, even if we're not sure what the outcome is going to be. The Gospels are all about Jesus in so many ways, taking a step forward. And then I don't think he always knew what the outcome was going to be. I think he just knew the path he had to follow. And then let that, that step become the yes that we say, okay, we'll go there. Show us what to do. Lead us, guide us. My experience is that with most congregations like Sayville Congregational United Church of Christ, from all I know of you and from what others have told me of you, that this is a very active way of being in relationship to one another, to God, and to the mission that we're called to. It is that willingness to take the steps and to step out into a place that is unknown, uncertain, and for which we may not think we have the abilities to respond. In much the same way that John said to Jesus, me, baptize you? No, no, no. And Jesus says, no, yes, you, you baptize me. And John found out he could baptize Jesus. And isn't that what happens to us when we go forward? We find out what it is we can do together and in our own lives and in the ways we work together. The congregation is such an important aspect for, for all of us. I know that. We have our own lives and, and those, you know, our lives at home for so many are, are full in caring for those around us who need care or the volunteer work that is done or the other areas of our lives that need attention because of health situations and all sorts of conditions. It's not like we're all sitting around with a lot of time, but that willingness to realize that there's a moment when then occurs. And there is something we can do. We can hold a door for somebody. We can support someone else who can go out more physically to do something. Whatever it is, is what brings us together and makes us, for me, it helps me to see myself in this cosmic relationship that includes 
everything, which is to say, is God. When God told Moses, I am, my name is I am, yeah, it's saying yes to knowing God as I am, all things, everything, with you always, in the voices around you, in the calls from the wilderness, in the spiritual experiences you have, in that sense of peace, in that sense of well-being, and that I am with you always, I am. And it all started in, in a big way because Jesus, then he went to Galilee to be baptized. That's what came to me this morning as I prepared to be with you. There's so much to do. But first we have to be. And then, as I am sure it has been said before, when whatever is next, in whatever way we are called, people will say, then they came from the Sayville Congregational United Church of Christ. And they did what God asked them to do.